Welcome to The Cloaked. We are a collective of inquiring minds seeking answers to mysteries both past and present. Join us on our journey to discover that which remains hidden. And now, on with the show. And welcome to another episode of The Cloaked. I am your host, White Allen. Hey, it's Pandora. Why are you laughing? reason <laughs> <laughs> and on today's episode we'll be discussing some very mysterious deaths you may have known in the crypto world um there's been some quite interesting you know unfortunate passings and a lot of these guys happen to be you know young in the crypto world and billionaires and the first person we'll look at is nikolai michigan he was a notable crypto entrepreneur. He was one of the early developers of the Maker DAO. You know, being at the level of intelligence and in the world of crypto, being a developer is quite up there. You know, trying to develop something that is in the financial world decentralizing, you know, making a coin, making it to be and bringing it out to for the people, you know, to be able to have and purchase and also to have a following and people believe in it and, and, and buying in your idea and, and everything that comes with it. Nikolai, of course, coming up with something new and some could say is part of the current niche um, and people are pouring lots of money into this. I'm sure at some point you create enemies. Oh, yeah. Right. Because, well, especially anything that's decentralized financing, right? Like in terms of being a threat to the existing banking, financial institutions and everything that as we know it, that's a huge threat. Right. So. And I, I would think uh, because you're facing this banking world you're gonna make some enemies and if you do and people threaten you online because you know online obviously you know everybody's <laughs> tough and you know there's all this other stuff that goes with it you tend to get paranoid and also that's also something that wasn't different from Nikolai because he did in his last days some stuff did come out on his Twitter, some stuff that he tweeted about. Yeah, so he he actually had previous the other uh, tweets that he had posted, talking about a fraud cartel targeting him, just very conspiratorial sounding tweets. So he had a lot of conspiratorial right. tweets, right? And uh, he was kind of known, at least in the amongst the people that knew him more closely, to be kind of paranoid. Um, I mean, they may have described him to be paranoid or even have some mental health issues. But, you know, not to discredit what he was saying, because he did tweet some stuff that people found very interesting right before his passing. And he actually at one point tweeted, and I'll just read this because, I mean, this is his words. CIA and Mossad and pedo elite are running some kind of sex trafficking entrapment blackmail ring out of Puerto Rico and the Caribbean islands. They are going to frame me with a laptop planted by my ex-girlfriend who was a spy. They will torture me to death. Like, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of the tweet. Yeah, that is a lot. And uh, what I tried to look into as to why he thought his girlfriend was a spy, 
I found that interesting. Like, he did break up with her, you know, and that's kind of what what I was led to believe, according to some of the sources that I read. Yeah, I did come across one thing, like the the New York Post supposedly received a tip from an anonymous source. I mean, we don't really know where that was coming from, but they claimed that they were a crypto developer and they said that um, Nikolai was a loner who lived with his dog after breaking up with his girlfriend because she was convinced that she was a spy. So, I mean, either he was really paranoid this whole time or he was, he had reason to believe that people were getting close to him that weren't being genuine, right? right. Like there was maybe something else going on with those coming around him. Well, I wonder if he found something that made him think she's a spy. That too. And then, of course, coupled with um, you know some other tweets that he had in regards to fighting evil, talking about people who were part of the central banking cartel, which he claimed used um, debt and blackmail as weapons. So, of course, then, you know, he passes away. And in a weird circumstance. So this just has fueled conspiracies online in terms of um, everybody who's in the cryptocurrency world. Um, So what ends up happening, right, is that... So he's 29, and he actually drowns on a Puerto Rican beach just hours after tweeting that one tweet about the Mossad and the CIA. Which the other part is that he was wearing his clothes and his wallet. Like he just walked into the ocean or? Right. Like that, to me, that didn't make any sense. And neither did his uh, other investors that knew him for years didn't believe that he would do something like that. It, yeah. Some people were like, that's out of character for him. But there was other people that were like, well, he had these other issues mm-hmm. that came along with, you know, being a little paranoid. So it, it's kind of like, well, did he or didn't he? Did he suffer some kind of breakdown of some sort? Or did he just have enough and then just decided to walk into the water? They said he drowned. Nobody's really used the word suicide, right? If you notice with how they report his death. Right. Which, if somebody's wearing their clothes and just walks into the ocean, like I kind of am inclined to think suicide. Right, exactly. But for him, they said, you know, there was no signs of violence when they examined him in terms of like, you know, maybe he fought somebody off. But the, he did have a small laceration to his skull. And then even what I thought was weird was, you know, in spite of all the stuff he was putting out there, mm-hmm. like conspiratorial sounding uh those close to him didn't really seem to think that there was foul play right not even his parents almost like you know oh yeah he had issues but i mean i would be inclined to think it's a little weird kind of alarming yeah and it's almost like well was he already being looked at a certain way and i mean i think for somebody in those kinds of roles in life like it's very stressful you know we i think we underestimate how much stress people at the top of cryptocurrency can feel Right. I mean, like, they're known to have high rates of suicide and, or just, like, freaking out. It's stress. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you're right. Stress. Because you're looking at, if you never handled a business where you're looking at six figures above consistently coming through your business, and suddenly, you know, you go from zero to, like, billions. And you're, like, in your 20s. I mean, right. what the heck do you really know exactly. at that age? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's kind of like going at like warp speed and, Mm -hmm. 
you've never ridden a bike before. And it's like when you see like child stars, right? Or somebody right. who just goes from being completely unknown, but they're also still developing in life and they just can't handle the pressure. Right. And so. all this other stuff is coming at you from multiple directions. He wasn't the only one. I mean, he there was another crypto billionaire, uh, Tian Tian Kulander, um, who around the same time frame, uh, November 23rd, uh, met his unfortunate passing. Now, he was a digital asset uh, co-founder of the Amber Group. And this young individual, um, as some of y'all have read, died in his sleep. That's it. That's all we know. Right? That, yes. That's that's all we know. Now, you know, if you have been keeping up with the crypto world, um, you see one person pass... And then there is another person, again, a billionaire, whose uh, death is being announced, who passed in his sleep. A, a, young, month, a month after, not even a month after Nikolai, right? Yeah. And uh, again, uh, someone who's young didn't, from what I've written, I've read, there, again, there's not much, didn't seem to have any other health issues. Now, during the search of looking to see if there was any updates or causes. We did find sites that had multiple mis misinformation, I believe. Yeah. Is so what I thought it was. Like a campaign of misinformation. Or people just I feel like it's click clickbait. Yeah, people just right. don't know. But the more reputable sources seem to say, you know, he died in his sleep. That's about it. I mean, he was, from what I gathered, he was an... Nice guy, like a light guy. He wasn't one of those people right. that nobody liked. Yeah. We know that he was married and a father, but he was apparently very private. So not surprised that maybe family wouldn't say anything. Especially if he kept his life private. They would yeah. have respected They're his wishes. They were probably just as private. Exactly. Which, you know, makes sense. As I say, so the only thing I found with uh, Kulander is that there's, like we said, conflicting information, right? So we have... Some that say that it's an unknown cause of death. Some that say he died in his sleep. Mm -hmm. Some that say he died of cancer. Right. A heart attack. A heart attack, yes. And then another one that said just a natural death in his sleep. But I'm like, the man was 30. And he wasn't, you know, morbidly obese or anything to say right. that, well, he just, you know. To say that his heart just stopped. It's possible. But yes, it, it, it is, is possible. possible but, yeah. <laughs> but the odds of that is yeah. you know kind of i don't know like I, I i to me it was a little odd but not far-fetched like it is plausible right he had health issues that he didn't know about or that we never knew because they were private right. about it so and also that he could have had some kind of heart condition of some sort it's unfortunate, but I mean, it is the possibilities are numerous. It's like all speculation at this point, right? right. There's just nothing out there on his death. And again, not the only one. Nope. In these past few months, you know, we had a third individual by the name of Vyacheslav Taran. Taran, another young uh, individual. Well, well, I mean, he's 53. I, 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 I mean, I still think, you know, you're in your 50s. Uh, well, you know, maybe he's not young, young, but he's also not 
old. Well, even. it wasn't his health that got him, so that's almost yeah, right. neither here nor there. But. Exactly. Now, his unfortunate passing occurred on November 25th, and his... What, a couple of days after Tian Tian? Um, within, the, within the week, actually. Again, another... Uh, he was a 4, 4X club founder, a major player in the crypto world. Dies in a helicopter crash, piloted by an experienced pilot. Um, some have compared it to the unfortunate uh, events of Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, this is different. There's a lot of different um, circumstances, I guess one could say. You know, there was a individual that was supposed to be going along for the ride that canceled at the last minute so i mean not to say that a helicopter crash isn't possible right Mm -hmm. like that's not it's an unfortunate risk right that kind of comes with helicopters but it is a little unusual in in this case because we know that the helicopter crashed in clear weather i mean there was no inclement weather we do know that there was a second passenger that was supposed to join them that canceled last minute so that kind of raised some red flags. And, um, of course, uh, Tehran and the helicopter pilot were both killed. Um, there were only two on it. But um, it was a little weird because, you know, he's also supposed to be... Well, he he is a, a known Russian billionaire. And so his company, Forex Club, was in 2018. It was stripped of its license in Russia for allegedly ripping off investors. And so um, a pro-Kremlin Russian media outlet did say that he had many dissatisfied clients and enemies in Russia who could well get him abroad. So, you know, make of that what you will. And then um, there was a Ukrainian news agency that also said that he was a crypto uh, billionaire entrepreneur with possible connections to the Russian Foreign Intelligence Service. No proof on that, but that's what they said. So... I mean, who knows? Maybe it was crypto-related. Maybe it was something bigger. Um, or maybe it's just an accident. But it's a little strange. I think the one that makes it weirder for me is, like, who's that second person that didn't get on, right? And, like, what's their reason for not getting on? Right. Like, that's where I would want to look. But they didn't say that there was foul play, but at the same time, they didn't really rule out that there could be somebody else involved right. somehow, a third party. Yeah. Which sounds like they also think there might be foul play. I don't know. It's a weird way of wording it. but Yes. I mean, it's still an active investigation. Um, so once, again, like once you look into, you know, these stories of these uh, crypto billionaires, um, there's suddenly you realize by the articles and articles that pop up relating to other previous articles that the there's yeah the rabbit hole if you will um there's been other people who have had mysterious deaths and again the all these people fit into a, a category they're young they're involved in the crypto world and they're billionaires yeah they're up there right and so it's nothing to really say you know you know it's they fit into one specific category. No, they fit into three very concrete categories. And when you look into the mysterious death of 
when you look into his death for Nikolai, you know, his mysterious drowning, you also find Mercia, Mercia Perpetu, uh, who also died mysteriously in a drowning yeah, a, in again in Costa Rica. And again, this person, you know, a massive fortune, uh, two billion uh, to be exact. Uh, was in Costa Rica and Playa Hermosa. You know, he was said to be one of the largest individual holders of Bitcoin. Yeah, in the whole world. Like he, right. He was um, just swept away by the current. That That's just what happened. And people saw, I guess, right? So it also raises the question of like, well, who has access to the Bitcoin? Probably nobody, right? Like it just, that gets lost when these people die. Right. And with his with his unfortunate passing, he was actually identified by three individuals, uh, three women that knew him. Part of the mystery is that people there's people that believe that he possibly could have faked his own death. Right, and that's kind of where a lot of these start to lead, right, in terms of what's really going on. But it, it's one of those things where you think, well, okay, cryptocurrency, right? No one else can touch it. It's if you don't have like the, the password or the access to it, it could just be lost forever. Right. Then how do you know if it's being used or not? And so one of the things about money is if you have enough of it, you can do a lot of things, including probably do your own cover up, pay people off or get the right. You could be setup. moving it. You could move, be moving it around from wallet to wallet uh, unless you knew exactly the wallet and was you were able to do tracking and finding out where the ledger is and where certain things are going and you can then find out if there was any money movement so there is a way to kind of backtrack that um but it's kind of and depending on which blockchain it can be quite difficult but again you know this was an individual that is believed by many that may have faked his own death. But here's the thing, not the only one. Nope. Uh, and the more recent, there has been a, uh, some of y'all have, may have seen it on Netflix, that case of Gerard Cotton, who many people believe that could have also may have faked his own uh, death. And of course, um, if you've seen the documentary, it's actually quite interesting. Um, he was Canadian. Uh, he his company he founded was Quad Quadriga CX. With him, it was some could say it kind of mirrors a Ponzi scheme. A Ponzi scheme. That's how he was running it, basically, well, right? Uh, yes, but also currently, what's happening now? Uh, FTX. Yeah. You know, some could say it's quite similar the with FTX but with uh with Cotton um he was he if you've seen the documentary and not to kind of ruin it if you haven't I suggest you pause this and go right to it yeah because this I'm about to spoil the living s out of it so and in the in the documentary you know, it goes through this uh, life of Cotton. Who is this guy? You know, how did he come up with, you know, 
being in this world and, and becoming a crypto billionaire. And it's actually quite interesting because, you know, he's this Canadian kid, you know, who believed in the cryptocurrency and they believed that he was this, you know, this innocent, you know, nerdy kid who was big into this crypto world and the digital world and a new frontier and who had developed this company and was trying to help the people of Canada to be part of this world, to buy Bitcoin, to be have the easy access to buy this coin. Now, what people didn't know is that he was just taking people's money <laughs> and he was sending people, he was doing actually the legwork of sending people an email confirming the purchases where there really wasn't anything. There was no coin, there was no wallet, there wasn't anything. It was just a site and he was just taking your money and he was running with it and he was gathering up all this money and kind of like doing his own thing and experiencing life using everyone's money. Oh yeah, he was living large, right? Like right. I mean, he was living a luxury life of like yachts and, you know, his own plane and all right. this crazy stuff. And traveling the world and whatnot. Yep. And so in the documentary, people are like, hey, look, man, I invested and I didn't, I couldn't find my money. And I, I, I was trying to sell my Bitcoin and I was trying to move money back into my bank and I couldn't and I couldn't get access. And people try to contact, you know, customer service. There wasn't any uh, because it was all cotton doing it. There yeah. was no staff there. He had some partners, though, right? right. I mean, it oh, wasn't yes. literally just him, but I think he's the only one who really knew what was really going on right. in terms of how, how shady it was, right? Yes. A lot of his partners had no idea what was going on and how the company was being handled and managed. Um, as it grew and funds were being added to this account, um, you know, people were kind of left in the dark, not knowing the ins and outs, as his wife puts it. And at the end, when people were trying to get their money, uh, this back in 2018, at the end of the year, an announcement is made that Khan had passed while visiting in, in India. And he had some kind of emergency of some sort and had died. Mm-hmm. And this announcement was made allegedly weeks after he had actually passed. Yeah, I think it's what gets everybody is his death, right? Like the death part is the weirdest part because, okay, what it's in India. The cause of death is complications of Crohn's disease. Right. So, all right. And then, I mean, nothing is impossible, right? But. Usually you don't hear too much of that, somebody that young dying of Crohn's disease. But the the death itself was suspicious because, like you said, he dies and they don't tell investors until practically a month after. Um, his wife at the time says that it was kind of left up to the lawyers and, you know, all those other people. So she just let them do their thing. But I think it's kind of weird, right? Usually that's like breaking news. Um, but then the other thing is that, so he has his death certificate and they misspell his name on it. And then he has a closed casket funeral. 
which if he died from Crohn's disease, I mean, he was just sick. It's not like he got, you know, in a horrific accident where they couldn't show his body. Yeah, where his body was like mangled and you couldn't right. see his face or, you know, kind of. His Weird wife situation. says that she was with him when he died, but you know that's really the only one we've got to go off of. And a lot of people think that she knew a lot more than she let on. Right. They didn't believe what she was saying. And one of his main partners, you know, he and the documentary is like, I didn't even know he was married. Not only that. They had just gotten married and this was practically like a honeymoon that they were doing in India. So it's like, did this chick just come out of... You know, I wouldn't say nowhere, but I know. Did he? Well, I have my theories on that one because the partner says, I didn't know he was married. Um, I never saw a body. No one ever saw the body. The pair, his parents never saw a body. Um, They actually weren't allowed. And then people who were at their funeral seem one of the things that in the documentary say is like it didn't seem like a funeral it almost seemed like a party because people were you know her specifically some people saying like well she was drinking and socializing and this is she didn't look or appeared to be a wife who was in distraught yeah like if you really died you know that you don't think party vibes at a funeral and and one of the comments that was made is that the people saw the parents leave in anger which were the parents of Cotton. And so what did they know? What what happened? Like, was there a fight? And you kind of see it in the documentary. They kind of discuss what what happened. Or on that side of the, of, of the family, on the wife's side, they say, well, this is what happened. They didn't agree because, you know, there was drinking and this and that. And they didn't like that. And so they left. Mm-hmm. It's how they put it as. And they say, hey, look, you know, um, she didn't have the information or the access to the accounts to get the funds. Here's the other thing. An investigation was done uh, by another journalist to see what the accounts had, if anything. And when they did the search, they couldn't find any funds in the alleged accounts, nor could they find any other attachments or wallets attached to these accounts where the money was supposed to be going so where is the money on that yeah and then you add to that that days before they left to this trip he made out a will leaving everything to uh robertson jennifer robertson which was his wife except for a hundred thousand that he separated to take care of his two dogs so and she mentions that at the time they were doing the will it didn't really like, it didn't sit well with her, right? And he was making comments saying that, like, if he died, the business died. And her reaction was like, well, what do you mean? Like, don't you have somebody? Um, you know, for example, Aaron Matthews, who was the director of operations. Like, don't you have anybody else who could keep things going? You know, like, what do you mean? Company. Like, you're the only one who knows right. what to do. And he was saying he was the only one with banking connections, the only one who knew how to work it. So that's where she did think something was odd. But, I mean, basically when he died, there was passcodes that locked like $250 million of other people's assets just gone. So we know of at least $250 million that, you know, is out there somewhere that got taken. And 
according to the documentary, no one knows where it's at. No one knows where this account is that has this alleged amount of money. I mean, if you're willing to fraud people out of their money, like, I think you're willing to do other things to get out of it, You're right? willing to fake <laughs> your own death. I would think so. And again, these ha- this has, uh, what's his name's vibes? John McAfee? Yeah. Well, he's dead, but oh, people dead. also suspect the same, that he, right? That yeah, he may have faked his death. That he may have faked his and own death. And he was death. entangled. He had entanglements. <laughs> he was all over the goddamn place. Yeah. So, I mean, for him, that's... You could see why someone who gets into all those kinds of situations would want to take a different way out. So if you're dead, they're not going to look for you. I mean... Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're dead. Yeah. You're, you start over. You're gone. Um, so during the rabbit hole, you know, we found another person who, you know, mis- not mysteriously died, but he also was young... In the crypto world, and a billionaire, uh, Matthew Mellon, who passed away in 2018, um, there wasn't really much of a mystery on him. It was more that, you know, he, you know, fit the category, but there really wasn't a mystery to his death. I am confused as to the cause of his death, though, because... It sounded like well, he had a known history of being, you know, abusing drugs, basically. Like, he had gone into rehab, he had relapsed, he had, you know, gone gone through some stuff with that. So that's what I'm assuming is the cause, but I didn't really see anything that was super clear on what, what caused his death. Yeah. He seemed to be doing fine when he died. That's what I would he, think is a little suspicious. Yes, he was going back to some re have a center down Mm -hmm. in Mexico and he appeared to be, you know, doing well. And uh, again, another one which it was kind of conflicting, but this is why I didn't want to put it into the mystery type of thing, because there was other things involved because he was involved in drugs and he was spending allegedly a hundred thousand dollars in Oxycontin and cocaine. Yeah. Which so takes a toll to your heart. You can see how that could right. wear somebody down. Yeah. And so, again, a possibility, yes. A lot of drugs equals bad health. Bad toll to your, your, your heart and your brain. An overdose. I mean, it doesn't right. take much at that point. Exactly. You can, your heart can then suddenly stop. And you could see why it would suddenly stop. So... You know, again, not too far of, of of a mystery in that one. But prior to all of these cases, there was one that was, you know, that stuck out. That was from uh, 2014, and it was it was Autumn Radic. Uh, she was 28, mm-hmm. and she was again an, an American CEO of a financial firm and who kind of like launched one of the first metas. It was called first meta. First meta, (laughs) basically. Yeah. And so, you know, you have another individual again, that fits the category that is young in the crypto world and a billionaire in the form of Bitcoin. Now with her, it's, 
a little bit I, I don't I don't know like it's her death was ruled into a suicide. Yeah. So I mean with this one you could say it's a suicide or you could say it's suspicious. I guess it just depends on how you're looking at it because so in terms of how she was found, she was found dead on the roof of a ground floor trash collection point at the base of her apartment building. So basically she fell to her death. Everybody was pretty much in agreement that she had committed suicide. They weren't sure if it was, you know, in regards to Bitcoin having going through its crashes and ups and downs at the time. Um, I think it was said that she had been searching things about suicide on her computer, like ways to commit suicide or something like that. But I mean, I feel like that's also easy to fake. Not not that, that she faked her death, but... To make you think that somebody would commit suicide. Do you see what I'm saying? Right, yeah. Like, you can say that... Like, whoever oh, can go search some stuff on your computer and be like, oh, look at this sicko. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And then there, there it is. Like, that's who you are now. That's that's proof that yeah. you were trying to commit suicide. So that, to me, right. isn't a good <clears throat> proof. It seemed planted, is what you're saying. It could be. Yeah. It may, it it may not be, but it also could be. Uh, and again, people could say, it's like, hey, look, she was going through some stress. You know, mm-hmm. the again, at that time, the whole Bitcoin kind of like going into a downfall uh, could have been one. Um, the exchange crash that dis- she had a disappearance of 400 million um, that disappeared uh, from uh, another Bitcoin exchange. Um, the closing of Canada's Flexcoin Bank, uh, which that was f- at fault of some hackers that took about 600000 from that. And again, it, she seemed to be going through some stress. And like we said before, you know, when you're handling a company that is managing millions and suddenly either it tumbles or it comes crashing down or you're living a lifestyle a certain way or you're stressing because at the same time you're also handling other people's money yeah like actual money because it's tied with these investments if it comes crumbling down well guess what that money disappears as well and so it is a very stressful situation. And one could say that Otto was going through that. And, you know, she maybe unfortunately decided to end her life. And like Pandora was saying, one can also plant these things. But these these are one of few of many cases that could be going on. Um, the thing with all of these, one could say that picking through this topic, I was asked by some of my other colleagues saying that, hey, do you think that are some of the more recent ones connected with Russia as Russia trying to take in some cryptocurrency to buy weapons from China? Like there is a lot of theories going around people um, anywhere from people saying that there's a firm out there. You know, targeting certain people, not necessarily just from their, their their own cryptocurrency, but their technology behind some of their their stuff, which, again, it's also a possibility. I mean, there is so many conspiracy theories of 
cryptocurrency because again you could do so much with it you know one could say that hey look they took out some people from this specific coin and now they're going to start burning their coin out to increase the existing coins uh value again that is a possibility because that's kind of how if you destroy x amount of coins from a particular coin while well, you're only adding value especially if no more other coins are being mined or makes printed more rare right right so increase the value exactly so is it just i mean it could literally just be personal gain on a mass scale? on a mass scale yes the the russia thing though i know like um with uh Vyacheslav, him being a russian billionaire i mean that's basically a russian oligarch right we know that russia faced like increased sanctions from the world right in terms of them being able to access for money and move money around so i it got me thinking because i'm thinking well some of these people had a lot of money but then all of a sudden they couldn't access it or they couldn't move it right so it becomes mm -hmm. an issue of well you have all this money but without access i mean what do you really have with cryptocurrency if you move money in some of these ways like the person that access it is the only one that has access and then what you've seen with some of these people is that they move their assets to somebody else that can move it for them right right because of what's going on currently so what if people get get word about this and they know that somebody's transferring their assets via somebody else and so they just kill that person off to intercept those funds and then the funds are gone it's like i mean nobody wins in terms of money but they're winning a bigger a bigger thing overall do you see what i'm saying yes i see i see what you mean yes yeah, yeah yes that that was also a theory because they're taking their money to their grave essentially so if they're moving someone else's money and then that gets taken to the grave that's a huge hit to somebody yes that is a that is a big i mean it whether it was a steal or not, that is a big hit on that other person. Yeah. It's like a it's a hit on a person and money. Well, okay, going back to um was it Nikolai who said about the uh CIA spy oh, he, thing? He he dragged everybody. Yeah, CIA, oh, Mossad. Okay, okay. Okay, think about it this way. What if he again theory that I'm developing yeah. as we speak? <laughs> what if he wasn't wrong that let's say hypothetically that Nikolai was suddenly moving money for someone else, mm -hmm. no names, and, you know, the CIA got a wind of this and decided, hey, look, uh, we need to stop this before the money goes out. And, you know, if he's moving money for someone else, well, we need, if we can just stop that from happening, then we hurt this other person. Well, it's so or hard group. to stop cryptocurrency. Right. Because you know? of the blockchain and how it's run. What's the one thing you could for sure do? Right. You could hide money and move money fast. Yeah. De depending on the blockchain. But yeah, that, that's the whole point of it. And if you're moving money, let's say you have these billions and you're moving money and like millions or fractions or whatever, you know, it doesn't seem so odd because you have billions. Right. And, and so you They're can not never tell. Because right. you could just be moving your own money around exactly. and that's how it's done. Right. And no one would ever know because, hey, look, you 
you flux a hundred thousand here and there, maybe a couple of million here and there. That's nothing. But, but that's nothing guys, because yeah. You're the, yeah. So you, it never seems odd that money is moving because if money is constant, the elevation always seems correct, even though, you know, this money is being moved around. Yeah, I mean, well, it'll probably be really hard to track, but I think that's a pretty valid theory because that tells me that you know the the money is being moved potentially through somebody else if that's the only person that has access and you have no other ways of stopping it right. you stop the person yeah and if it's so convenient one could say that if this one person was the only person who had access to and all of a sudden this person's gone well isn't that convenient that this person is gone the only one with the key and now everyone's locked out right so i mean it's not that the money disappeared per se but it didn't go to where it was needed it was and needed. so therefore mission accomplished you right. know at least in that regard yeah yeah i mean that's that's probably one of the best theories i've heard so far it is very highly plausible a, a highly fucking possibility at least in some of these because in some i do think like they they were knowingly committing crimes so i think for right. some the faking your own death is also I, a high I, possibility right um, and then, I mean, there's, there's also life, like life, you know, it's not like they're immune from death. So yeah. maybe somebody just died. It's possible yes, it, too, but yep. you know, when you start to see them all in such a short time and they're the people that are at the top of the cryptocurrency chain, it is a little suspicious, I think, to say the least. Oh yeah, definitely. I think, you know, there is a, there's a lot to look at and there's a lot to speculate and uh, with that, we leave you with uh, your own thoughts, guys, on what you think could have happened to some of these guys. Do you think there's a much larger conspiracy or just a series of unfortunate events? Until the next episode. Later, guys. <laughs>